Welcome to God's Favourite Shepherds, a collection of 39 short stories rounding out the lives of mainly lesser-known Bible characters, with many of the stories ending with a short quiz. Listen now to the author of God's Favourite Shepherds, Bill Ackland. Today's story comes from Eve, and it is entitled Life After Eden. And the subheading could be Living with Regret. And this story is based on Genesis chapters 2, 3, and 4. I am sitting on the bank of the great river Euphrates. How kind our Heavenly Father is to give Adam and me such a beautiful day, though nothing can match the days we spent in Eden. Adam is working in the field not far from here, and our two young boys are playing as boys do. The sweat from my husband's toil is making his face glisten, as God said it would on that dreadful day when we disobeyed him. I have been helping my husband, which is my role. Just now I have come to the river to enjoy some shade under the giant cedar trees. But now my mind is going back to Eden, how things were for me then. I am feeling a little strange having wandered from Adam in our garden home. There is so much still to see in Eden, even though we have been in God's garden for some time. Adam wants to go through the garden in an orderly way and name all the plants and the trees so we will know to which plant or tree we are referring when we make plans for our garden home. In walking through the garden, I have somehow become separated from Adam but I keep walking on the carpet of soft grass that forms a background palette for the myriad colours of the flowers. They seem to nod as I walk by, saying in their flowery way, I hope you like my special scent on this new Eden day. The feeling of strangeness deepens as I keep walking. Then, without warning, I see a winged serpent draped in a tree I have never seen before. Its fruit looks so delicious. Is this the tree that God had warned us not to eat of or even to touch its fruit or we would die? My musing is interrupted, for the serpent speaks to us. This shocks me, for I have never heard an animal or bird of any kind speak in our language, which I thought was only for Adam and me and our children when they would come. I cannot fully understand what the serpent means when he speaks the fateful words, Has not God told you that you must not eat of every tree that bears fruit in this garden? I quickly respond, saying, God said that we could eat of every tree in Eden except the tree that he called the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said we must not eat of it, for if we did, we would die. Then the serpent said something I could hardly believe. Oh no, it won't be certain at all that you will die. God knows that when you eat of this fruit, you'll be just like him, knowing what is good and what is evil. And he does not want you to have that knowledge. I could hardly believe what happened next. I could see that the fruit was just so beautiful. I could almost see its goodness oozing through its skin. There was nothing about the tree to make it look bad for me, so I plucked some fruit and ate it. 
By this time, Adam had found me. I gave him one of the pieces of fruit. Adam realised what I had done. I had disobeyed our master. Yet, because I was made from part of his body, he could not give me up. So he ate the fruit too. Immediately, we felt different, quite different. We realised the glorious covering of light that God had given us. To be a reflection of his glory was gone. We were completely naked. We both thought God would not like that, so we quickly picked some fig leaves and with some thin creeper sewed these together to cover us. By this time it was the evening hour when God appeared in the garden with us and to tell us more about himself and the wonderful world he had made for the human race. We heard his voice calling us, but we had hidden amongst the dense foliage of some shrubs. Of course, he knew where we were. So Adam responded by saying, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was naked. I was afraid that you would not want to see us. From that point, things only got worse. God asked Adam, had we eaten of the forbidden tree? Then Adam blamed me for giving him the fruit, and I blamed the serpent which God had made for enticing me to eat the fruit. In his great mercy and love, God spoke first to the serpent, or really, to the one who spoke through this creature, pronouncing a punishment upon him. The Saviour would come into the world and bruise his head while suffering his heel to be hurt. Our immediate future was in God's hands. He told us that we could not stay in our perfect Eden home. An angel would ensure that when we had left the only home we knew, we would not be able to enter it again. How our hearts ached with remorse and regret, but mostly because we had disobeyed our Heavenly Father, our Creator. We had caused Him infinitely more pain than we would ever know. Some years have passed since I sat by the Euphrates, musing on how different life has become since we had to walk away from Eden. Now Adam and I know a little of how our Heavenly Father will feel when His Son will come to this earth as our Redeemer and give His precious life for the race that went astray. It was only a little more than a year ago when our firstborn son Cain, in an outburst of envy and anger, took the life of our youngest son Abel. Abel had always been a good boy, never giving us any trouble. He realised what the sacrifice of a lamb meant. He brought a young one from his flock and offered it to God. This signified that he knew that one day the Saviour's blood would be shed. Now God has blessed us with another son, whom we have named Seth. Is he to be the one God promised would bruise the serpent's head? I don't know for how many years evil will be in this world. Adam and I have talked so much about the Father's promise. We had hoped the Saviour would come soon, definitely in our lifetime. We just do not know. Here's a brief quiz about this story for you. Did Adam and Eve always live in Eden? Why did they have to leave? What kind of work did Adam do after Eden? Name three of their children. Who did Adam and Eve think Seth would be? 
You've been listening to God's Favoured Shepherds, a book with 39 short stories rounding out the lives of mainly lesser-known Bible characters. If you have any comments or questions, or to obtain a copy of this book, give us a call within Australia on 02-4973-3456 or send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. We'd love to hear from you. 